Nebraska News Service. Three interconnected gambling initiatives are on the 2020 ballot in Nebraska. If passed, Initiative 429 would amend Nebraska's constitution to legalize all games of chance at racetracks. Initiative 430 establishes a gambling commission to oversee and regulate casinos. Initiative 431 sets up a tax structure, levying a 20% tax on casinos. Keep the Money in Nebraska supports these initiatives. I spoke with Drew Niehaus, who explained what a horse racing track in Nebraska would need to do to be licensed. To get that process done, it involves going through the racing commission. You have to build the facility. You have to have barns, a track that is up to scale and up to snuff. It's not cheap, it's not quick, and it's not easy. I spoke with Nate Gross, Policy Director at Nebraska Family Alliance, to learn why their organization opposes these initiatives. Uh, If these initiatives pass, it's not just the six currently existing racetracks that could have full-blown casino gambling. There is no limit to the number of racetracks that can be built. And it's important to point out that in order to be a licensed racetrack, all they have to do is run horse races one day a year and then be able to have casino gambling 24-7. Over the last decade, 11 different independent studies have found that casinos generate anywhere from 40 to as much as 60% from their revenue from uh, from problem and addicted gamblers. So we're talking about uh, a business model that relies on addiction. Keep the Money in Nebraska does not believe that gambling addiction will be an issue in Nebraska if gambling is legalized. If you actually go out to the uh, Nebraska Commission on Problem Gambling's website, they can give you the number of problem gamblers, gamblers that they serve on an annual basis. Last I checked, I want to say it was about 75, and then you have some additional family members on there as well. So to say that since 70% of Nebraskans already live within 60 miles of an out-of-state casino or slot machine, the number of individuals that are already addicted to gambling really should not see an increase statistically much at all. Should the initiatives pass, this also means that within Initiative 431, 2.5% of the tax revenue goes to the Problem Gamblers Assistance Fund. That will make Nebraska's organization the best funded of its kind in the nation. It's less about the problem gambler and more about ensuring that they're able to get the help that that they need should that be the case. Those who oppose the initiatives point to research showing that closer proximity to casinos causes an increase in gambling addictions. There are people who go out of state to gamble, but if these initiatives uh, are successful, we would see casinos uh, across Nebraska. And, And right now, I, you know, I don't think there's very many people who are, are driving from Grand Island and, and Hastings and Norfolk uh, to Council Bluffs to play the slot machines every day. And when you expand gambling, when you create greater access, when you create uh, more accessibility and, and proximity, you increase gambling losses. And by extension, you increase uh, the problems and social costs of gambling as well. Gaming revenue would be taxed at 20%. of that tax would go to the property tax relief fund. Uh, You would see an incredibly small reduction to your property tax bill, if at all. It would be guaranteed to be offset by uh, the amount of money that would be taken out 
of, of the local economy. So we'll probably see a, a decrease in sales tax revenue. It's the taxpayers, including those who never gamble, who have to foot the bill for the, the devastation and the social costs that the casinos leave behind. So ultimately, uh, this will lead to higher taxes over the long term. Proponents of the initiatives claim there is no way to estimate the impact gambling would have on tax relief and social costs. Property valuations vary from year to year. So to say that it's only going to amount to $20 on, on your tax return, no one can say that with absolute certainty. At the end of the day, Nebraskans are already gambling. Nebraskans are losing $400 million a year to our states that all surround us. Now that is money that could be staying here to bolster our own economy and provide property tax relief for Nebraskans. Nebraska Family Alliance disagrees with this narrative. The whole they're going out of state to gamble narrative, this is a recycled public relations strategy that gambling operators use in every state across the country when they try to expand gambling. Iowa has continued to raise taxes since casinos moved in. Council Bluffs specifically has continued to raise property taxes since casinos opened up. It might be a great deal uh, for the people who would own and operate the casinos, and that's why they're spending millions of dollars uh, to get this to pass. You pay even if you don't play. So the, the decision to, to go gamble might be a personal decision but the costs and the consequences of opening up a casino are going to be felt by entire communities and uh, it, it will impact those who never step foot inside the casino themselves. Keep the Money in Nebraska sees legalizing casinos as a net positive for the state. These casinos are going to be Nebraska companies and Nebraskans owning and operating these casinos. And Nebraskans have a long history of looking out for each other and taking care of each other. I trust my friends and neighbors, and I trust Nebraska. For the Nebraska News Service, I'm Elizabeth Nunnally.